episode of the Hyper Anomalous Esoteric Research Organization podcast, also known as Hero Paranormal. My name is Ryan, the anomalous ambassador of the airwaves, broadcasting from SpaceWolfResearch.com, base camp in the Uinta Basin of Utah. The one that shares a fence line with the old Bigelow Ranch or the Utah UFO Ranch in Utah. But that's not what our podcast is about tonight. We're going all the way to Florida to discuss some things going on over there involving alleged 8 to 10 foot tall aliens. Before we get two things, and we have to get two things, because there's a lot of mis- and disinformation going on right now surrounding 8 to 10 foot aliens seen in a mall in Florida. We're going to get to all that. But before we do, if you haven't had a chance to head on over to HeroParanormal.com, you're missing out. There's a ton of content over there. It's just a click away. And if you are interested in supporting the podcast and would like to buy an amazing product to help out, you can check out the product at HappinessMedical.com. It is called Spice Natural Bronze. It's a product my wife invented, formulated, brought to market, did it all. She's an engineer and obviously the brain's in the operation. But it does support the podcast. And if you want to email me, I can give you a special deal and pick up shipping. Give you a link. Email me at pazlumi at gmail.com. Dot com. That's P-A-Z-L-U-M-I at gmail.com. And let me know that you would like some spice natural bronze. What is it? It's the first all-natural, organic, hydrating and moisturizing bronzer with technologically infused coconut oil, aloe vera, and other all-natural ingredients that will keep your skin hydrated, moisturized throughout the winter months while keeping that nice color from the summer. It's that simple. Tan as if your life depends on it, because it does. Anyway, check out the product at happinessmedical.com. Email me at pazlumi at gmail.com. Request a tube, and you get the special price. All right, let's get to the business that went down at 401 Biscayne Boulevard in Miami. There was footage, imagery, all over different sites of the amount of police and presence of law enforcement 
at a mall in Miami. People have come out on TikTok and social media, and I will get to those people. It's one in particular, an up-and-coming rapper, and he has laid out a long, detailed narrative of 8 to 10 foot tall aliens seen in this Miami mall. Now, what we do know for sure, well, let's do this. Let me do this. I am going to explain what this primary individual who really has caused this viral movement said on TikTok. What got this going? Okay, so I have all the information on this guy. I originally was going to let everyone know who he was, but that's not my place. Let's just stick to the story. And as I said, up-and-coming rapper, put out a TikTok, things went viral. In his TikTok, he goes on to say that he was down with his girlfriend over New Year's, went to this mall at 401 Biscayne Boulevard, one thing led to another. They heard the firecrackers go off, which at the time they thought were gunshots. He grabbed his girl, got out of there, and they, on the way out, he said they saw all types of people running, and on the way out, they looked back. He claims he looked back. I apologize. He looked back and saw these 8 to 10 foot tall shadowy entities which could appear and disappear and when they disappeared they could travel closer getting closer to you as you're running which we've heard of this thing before we've seen this sort of thing in Hollywood this actually does happen in paranormal circles so 8 to 10 foot tall entities running after what appeared to be them and others Chasing people out of the mall. He said when he got out of the mall, police were detaining young adults in particular who they believed might be involved in some skirmishes. They got past all that and moved on. But he said, yeah, it was some paranormal activity. This statement has gone extremely viral. More viral than I think he was expecting. In fact, so viral that, as you know, the hyper-anomalous esoteric research organization has tentacles everywhere. And a person, which is friends with Hero Paranormal Podcast, and quite connected, I might add, a gentleman involved with television production and UFO tracking. Anyway, I won't go into everything, but tracked down this particular up-and-coming rapper reached out to him and said, hey, here's the real deal. We want to get you on TV. We want to know what happened. We need to know this. We need to know that. And scared him. I mean, he didn't realize that he would be reached out to by so many people because his answer was, yeah, I had no idea that people involved in this were so hardcore about this. I thought I would just make a video, get a few clicks, a few likes, get some get some, uh, you know, extra exposure. And instead, it went completely viral. As I said, people connected with myself and others 
reached out to this up-and-coming rapper, asked him point-blank what happened, and we're told that literally he made everything up. He did this for clicks, is the, the, the quote I came across from the person that reached out to me and told me the information. He came, he saw, he was shocked at how many people are so serious in this community and how he was targeted by investigators that he couldn't understand how they even contacted him, found his information. That's what we do, right? So um, this is a notice that, in my opinion, the information coming out of the Miami Mall incident is incorrect. And I don't blame the guy for wanting to get a few clicks, wanting to get some notoriety. He's an up-and-coming rapper. I wish him the best. However, I'm just here to tell you that one of the hero, the hyper-anomalous esoteric research organization contacts reached out to him and was told, hey man, I had no idea this was going to blow up in my face like this. I made this all up. I just wanted to get the clicks. I don't want to take this any further. I don't want to go on TV. I don't want to make a documentary. I don't want to, I don't want to make this a bigger deal than it already is because it has gotten huge. It's just all about setting the record straight with these deals. And these things sometimes get momentum on their own. And I'm really thankful for the person, uh, the highly connected person with TV and uh, UAP studies that reached out to him. And I'm thankful for the information. This is a very viral age where tidbits of information can gain steam on their own and become momentous, huge, moving organisms that you've got to dissect. But I thought it was important to come forward and terminate, squash some of these viral ideas that have been flying about. Now, there was also more contact made in Miami. Had a guy contact the law enforcement on site that went to 401 Biscayne Boulevard and ask them point blank what took place. This is what happened according to the law enforcement officer who was spoken to. There was a variety of skirmishes within the mall on Biscayne Boulevard. Someone lit firecrackers creating chaos and a state of emergency. And people were also uh, beating up on one another, some with sticks, mostly youth. And so the police were sifting through the people running out of the mall, trying to coordinate and figure out who might be a suspect and involved in these brawls and skirmishes and who were just, you know, innocent bystanders trying to get away. That is why so many officers were on site. And it is a ton. If you see the footage, there is a ton of police activity. That's what law enforcement says took place. Now, all over 
uh, specifically viral sites and other places, we're, we're seeing really extremely horrible blurry footage of what could be anything really horrible footage that I, I don't even, I, I could, I could pull it up and tell you where to see it. It's horrible footage that shows absolutely nothing light and shadows, uh, apparently a crossing across, uh, in front of some of the law enforcement light and shadows, basically from a distance of hundreds and hundreds of yards and light and shadows that have absolutely no resemblance to anything, which people have obviously gone through the footage trying to find aliens and they found some shadows and some lights and, and, and literally video anomalies and tried to uh, post those as is often the case with these viral situations, saying that these might, these might be something, right? Because that's what you do. These might be something. When you're looking into something deep, that's what investigators do. They look at every inch of footage, they analyze things, and in some cases, overanalyze things. I don't want to lend any credence to these blurry videos because nothing can really be seen in them but they are out there if you come across them it's just a warning that they are out there so this is far from the only thing that's been taken one step further than it probably has and oftentimes that's all it takes taking something one step further than it needs to be taken it can go viral and it can explode right it can explode and speaking of explosions, there was recently a video of somebody holding what I believe was a hyper-realistic training doll um, of a child, an infant, near a purported, where they said a purported bomb fell, an explosion. This has to do with the Middle Eastern conflict. And this, um, in my opinion, hyper-realistic training doll was like practically unscathed and purportedly this bomb landed right on it. And this this is, uh, we, we know that there's training operations taking place. And this brings me to other things that are interesting. And that is that, <clears throat> let's say you're a journalist and you are assigned to the Middle East, a very active war zone. Would you prefer to go on site to a location where you could get shot in the back or would you opt for going to a location that was a closed set with hyper realistic training dolls of all shapes and sizes these are amazing dummies that can bleed breathe they look real they're in different shades of colors they're used all over the place and you can have thespians actors crisis actors, whatever, on site, pretending to help these people. And you can still make a very real account of what is taking place miles away, but in this safer, closed-set scenario. Well, I know, I personally, it's a no-brainer. Put me in the closed set. I, I mean, why would we risk the lives of the cameramen, 
the journalists, we've already lost a bunch of journalists, by the way, over in the Middle East. It seems that the IDF is actually targeting journalists, according to some articles coming out from different uh, news houses. So with, with all this being said, where would you rather be? And we run into this thing time and time again. I'm reminded of a guy that reached out. He had a family with some farms in a location that was flooding. They were at the store grabbing some things, and lo and behold, they see their farm on the news. And they see, I believe it was a CNN reporter standing there and in a puddle, which looked like a lake, right? This guy was literally, according to this person on his knees to make it look like the water was that high. They rushed back to the farm. They saw these guys filming there, saw that this guy was on his knees in a puddle to make the puddle, a large puddle, by the way, but to make the puddle look like a literal lake of water. And he realized the reality of mass media and the mainstream media, what they have to do to be in it, to win it, but yet not be so involved that they get uh, catastrophically hurt, injured, wet, drowned, whatever the case might be. The reality is, once you see these things, your eyes open to how the world is but a stage, and all of us are actors, and the media may be the worst actors of all. So I guess my point is, if you see mass casualty events and you see what appear to be dead bodies, mouth closed, eyes closed, peaceful looking, highly suspect. The reality is in trauma mass casualty events, mouths are usually open, eyes are usually open after the fact. Once someone passes to the other side, the muscles relax in these regions and these orifices, mouths, eyes, and others open up. And the problem is, it's not a pretty sight. So unless there's somebody on site with super glue going around and literally closing up mouths and eyelids, which is almost more twisted, then it's most likely... um hyper-realistic training dolls, which are used and quite realistic. And these things are mass-produced. In fact, one of the first, if not the first, building that was lit on fire after the George Floyd incident, which don't get me going on that, um, one of the first buildings, if not the first building, actually, was a building which produced hyper-realistic Mass casualty event training dolls. Now, for a moment, I'd like you to think about the numbers. How many simulation mass casualty event hyper-realistic training dolls would you have to sell to create an entire factory making these? I'll save you the math. A lot. You have to sell thousands and thousands and thousands of these dolls which they do they do sell these dolls they're amazing they have bluetooth connectivity you can make them spew blood they can breathe they can move they can do all the amazing things that you would expect from a mass casualty event 
hyper-realistic training doll. And who's buying these things? Well, believe it or not, military. And they're doing so for good reason. They want to train. Obviously, they have training ops. Uh, There are also a bunch of others who are buying this. Fire departments, paramedics. But the list goes on and on. And they're selling thousands of these things. Now, here's the kicker. Some of these can be obviously reused. They can be connected to your Bluetooth. Some are actually of surgical precision. So in other words, you can do surgery on them. You can intubate them. You can do all kinds of things that not only are realistic and lifelike, but they look lifelike until you are right up on them. In fact, you can be right up on them and they still look real. They're breathing. They're bleeding. They are amazing. Just saying, they are out there. They're used and used often. So (laughs) it is a reality of our time. And these things aren't cheap, but they're worth every penny when you consider the alternative. Okay, uh, a lot of people have been asking me what my thoughts are about the mini bike gang attack. There is a 90210 star and... um, there's been this 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 Hollywood. Uh, let me let me just read you some of the some of the stuff making the rounds right now. Actor Ian Ziering is speaking out after he was involved in a brawl with a group of okay people on mini bikes in Hollywood, calling the incident an unsettling confrontation. The actor shared details of the incident on his Instagram. And this is super high L.A. drama. So we know that 90210 star Ian Ziering said that this was an alarming attack by a mini biker gang. And the hilarity of this is, is pretty funny. He, he says that he was viciously attacked by bikers on Hollywood Boulevard. And these were bikers on mini bikes. I mean, they look sort of like, I got to be careful here. Um, let me see if I can find any descriptions. Okay, well, they, they look like, it, it looks like exactly what you would think, a swarm of mini bikers. Um, small, to say the least, uh, attacking a very large and uh, in-a-vehicle celebrity who's well-known. And the viciousness, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, apparently, these these little bikers were, were drinking, angry. And this reminds me of... Oompa Loompas in Vegas, and I'll tell you what what I'm talking about. Believe it or not, there was a situation, I believe it was at the MGM Casino, this was years ago, the original, the original Oompa Loompas, that uh, way back in the day, I want to say, I don't want to date myself. But yes, the original Oompa Loompas, there was um, a scenario where they came out to Vegas with crew, cast, etc. 
and they really partied hard, overly hard, and there was this um, situation. This People were besieged by drunk Oompa Loompas, for lack of a better word, at the MGM. And it security had to be called. It was quite the ordeal. I found this out through a person who worked at the MGM and high up with the guest relations, etc., and had to deal with all this security drama. This, as I said, years and years and years ago. Um, a long time ago. But this is kind of what it reminded me of, was drunk Oompa Loompas in a... Uh, it it's it's just it's not what the media has made it out to be shocker again something possibly taken way out of context mini biker gang attacks hollywood celebrity and i mean it sounds like something out of a movie right when it's really just yeah not um interesting stuff but the media is you know more about enveloping our senses and entertaining us, keeping our eyes and minds off of the things that matter most. And they're good at that. Many times, it is the same media infrastructure that can promote and do some of this fakery. And it's fakery for a good cause. It is entertainment, you know. And, I mean, we go to a movie and we know that it's all fake. Yet we are entertained, correct? And I have to be careful here because I said it's fakery for a good cause. But there is a stipulation there. As long as it's just for entertainment, it's a good cause. The problem is this paradox of people who cannot separate one from the other. And it is important to approach all of your media with care approach it with concern and approach it with a filter that you ask yourself how hard would it be to fake this and if it is faked how seriously am I going to take it and it reminds me of a quote by Edgar Allan Poe one of my favorites which was believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see these are pretty good guides to life. So it's important to sift through everything. There have been some unique real encounters of uh, non-human entities, greys, and other weird, dark, live beings coming out of small towns recently, looking into those um, as usual, Utah is always at the top of the radar. There's been some stuff coming out of Colorado, some great things uh, in the southern portion of Colorado. Personal accounts, we're going we're gonna to keep looking into this. Something else that is um, interesting and caught my attention was these brothers who claim that they time travel. And get this, this is the interesting part, together. Now, what's interesting about this is um, we've heard about this type of thing for some time. The time travelers, there's John Tidor, 
There's a bunch, a variety of other people who claim they have figured out a hack to time travel. And I don't think it is exactly like, you know, the movie Back to the Future, that you don't necessarily need a device to do this stuff. When you read a lot of the books surrounding consciousness and these out-of-body experiences, astral travel, etc., you realize that a lot of the mind techniques that are involved share unique aspects with things like remote viewing. And remote viewing, as we look deeply into it, is something that is not affected by space and time. So the ability to travel, I believe, is most likely within us. And if you're able to do things that escape the bonds and the binds of space and time, you have an ability to, in some way, shape, or form, time travel. And a lot of it may be around the ability of opening your third eye and using that in a divine way. You know, not to... Not, not to uh, revert back to the intro song but yeah if you open your third eye you quite literally have a time machine and we know that time is something very interesting i heard something that uh, i found very provocative the other day which was we all live in the mind of god now what's interesting about this is there are many accounts of people quite literally changing their past by their present actions. And this is spatially impossible. When you, when you look at time in a very linear way, this would be impossible. But when you look at time in a circular way, or much like the movie, I think it's everything, everywhere, all at once, you realize there is a quantum dynamic to time. And if you're able to open your third eye, understand this strange, interesting, provocative quantum dynamic, then you are literally able to pursue ventures out of the body in the astral. And you can grow in ways that are substantial. And this brings me to the unfortunate events of many people grifting, taking advantage of this quote-unquote super soldier mentality, you know, the 20 and back thing, people who have very vivid descriptions of interesting things, fighting battles with aliens, doing all kinds of things which quite literally sound like astral events or lucid dreams, but it appears there's more to it than all that. In fact, it is a lot more complex. And when people try to, you know, basically use that cover, they they use the the the, the literal <laughs> veil as cover to say that anything and any anything and everything they want to happen happen. And they can use that to pull the wool, so to speak, over somebody somebody's eyes and pull the hoodwink. That's unfortunate. 
But there's a very real aspect to this, and I actually love the word hoodwink. If you look into the word hoodwink, when someone is wearing a hood, let's say you have this, you know, eyes wide shut Illuminati circle around a fire and everybody's in hoods. When someone's wearing a hood, can you see them wink? Well, that is the hoodwink. It is something tricky, something uh, which is, is difficult from appearances to understand and it's it's an expression that I, I just love the expression hoodwink. But anyway, people have this ability to hoodwink once you accept the possibility. Yeah, concealing one's true motives by especially elaborating good intentions. So be aware of the deceptions and the swindles because they're out there, you know, um, is it true that a lot of these things are real? Yes, it is. But is it true that a lot of people are taking advantage of this and trying to make a buck on it? 100%. So, yeah, there, there's been millions made um, through all kinds of different exploitations of things that have some beneficial truths to them. And we find this time and time again where people involved will, um, with certain, well, all kinds of different things will later come out and tell us about them. The reality is it's taking place now. Uh, former vice president of Pfizer, Dr. Mike Yeadon, uh, recently came out and he has all kinds of crazy quotes that I can read to you, which make me worry. Um, among, among his crazy quotes, uh, scary, I should say, not crazy, scary quotes, um, Dr. Mike Eden said, you have to be brave now. He said, we're in the middle of the biggest crime in history. It's global. It has the intent of control, removing everyone's freedom, and will involve killing further millions, if not billions of people. It is long planned. End of quote. This is reminiscent of a lot of things we've heard coming out of whistleblower camps. Let me move on to another quote, and I quote, If you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. That's what's going to happen if you and everyone else choose to do nothing at all. End of quote. So it is being said, more or less, that this stuff has been rehearsed for at least 25 years by the military and people we would classify as spooks, and of course now uh, bleeding into the pharmaceutical industry and things coming our way. I thought we were done with it. Apparently there's more coming. I don't know what all is involved, but keep your eye on the prize Keep your eye on the fies. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going on there because uh, it's it's all over all over the media. This this guy coming out saying these things, these important quotes. It's when you have people that are formally behind the fold that come forward and give these warnings that you have to wonder. And, you know, it's it's similar to whistleblowers whether they be people who, again, are in trusted positions and then come forward with information having to do with UAP or UFO 
activity, maybe biological entities. And it reminds me of a recent comment by Marco Rubio. Check this out. Every time it seems that the messenger is who is attacked, it's not the message. People attack the messenger instead of just accepting the message. And these are important moments in our history that I don't think we should necessarily attack the credibility of the messenger. We should just accept the message and utilize our own mental fruition to analyze how it affects our lives and what we are going to do about it. So yeah, in closing, man, a lot going on in 2024. It started out to be a heck of a year. Definitely keep your eyes on what's going on and be aware of distractions. I'm reminded of, you know, it's all about distraction when you're performing a magic trick. And you want people to look over here while you're doing something over there. And so be, be, be aware of that. I think that a lot can be said for these lists of names coming out, the Epstein drop, the, you know, the flight log lists, etc. These li- the timing of these being released is probably very important. And keep in mind who might be behind when this all comes out and what it could be distracting us from. In my opinion, it could be distracting us from some very real hardcore stuff coming down the pipe and taking place right before our very eyes. We have this conflict in the Middle East. We have these uh, apparently practiced, rehearsed operations which may take place on the populace. Um, We have the buying and selling of, you know, all kinds of mass casualty, hyper-realistic training dolls. What are they training for? Or are they just using these in closed sets? There's a lot to to take in right now, but 2024 is turning into a stunner of a year. All kinds of wild stuff taking place. Stay grounded, right? And um, if you haven't been over to HeroParanormal.com, check it out. For the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can access all the content behind the paywall. There's a ton of it. Also, if you want to support the podcast, head on over and check out the product at HappinessMedical.com. If you want a special deal on that product, email me directly at PazLumi at gmail.com and I'll pick up the shipping. That's P-A-Z-L-U-M-I. Mi at gmail.com. 
And if you're listening via YouTube, do me the solid. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I will most likely never be monetized on YouTube for a variety of reasons, specifically the topics I cover and the truth. So if you like, share, and subscribe, that will help me break through the algorithm of control. Until next time, keep your eyes to the skies, feet on the ground, but don't forget to take a look around. Come blast off in my time machine. Third eye feeling like a knee visine. Blast off. Blast off. Blast off. Blast off. Come blast off in my time machine. Third eye feeling like a knee visine. Blast off. Blast off. Blast off.